All right. Let's see if folks can hear me. Hi, Omar. Karen, welcome. Hopefully you can hear me now. And I apologize for the abrupt end and the restart. Um, so let me start at the start. I live in California. I want to disrupt Congress enough in November for them to do something. We have to do something to get them to be accountable. And is it ideal to fix the system? No. Is it something we could be doing? Yes. Because they're just like Bree was saying on her show, there are enough progressives in Congress that if they would caucus together, they could stop things or move things along. But they're not using their power to do that. So we need to use our power as voters, as informed voters, to let other folks know that now is the time to really vote for anybody that's not an incumbent to disrupt the system. It's just not... If the Democrats are just feel confident that they are going to get elected because they're not Republicans, I mean, I don't see how things... So when I was looking at it, I went and looked at all of the races, and if none of the incumbents got in and every seat flipped, the count would be almost identical. That's how close the count is right now in the House. So whether whether it's which party is in charge, frankly, I mean, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat either. I don't belong to any political party because... Political parties aren't useful in this structure that we have politically. But, but I mean, under Trump, I got like almost three grand during COVID. And, and Biden made it a big deal that he was going to give us a bunch of money and give us almost nothing. And, and the Democrats are in power and they've showed they're not going to do anything. Why should I vote for them? The Republicans haven't done anything worse to me. Frankly, I'd like to have a no-war party. But I welcome any of you, please, join the conversation because democracy requires all of us and not just the monologue. I can go over what states are coming up of interest. It's kind of interesting. The state of Washington's primary has, is, it's a nonpartisan primary. So like in the Senate race, um, all the eight, all 18 candidates who are running for Senate in the state of Washington are going to be on the ballot for the primary. And there are, uh, there are Democrats, there are Republicans, there are, let's see, let me pull up my spreadsheet because I've got, one of the things about 
elections is even though it's for a federal office, there's no standard federalized dealio. That's technical talk. But there's no standardized way that you get on the ballot in any particular state. All the states have separate ways of doing it. So even just getting the information about who's running in the primaries and when the primaries are took me quite a while to put that, compile that information. This is all just boring, wonky stuff for folks. But one of the things that that needs to happen is there needs to be uh, some information transferred so that we can we can figure out how to get to people who who will vote if we give them an alternative cuz like you don't give them an alternative yeah i don't want to vote for a republican that doesn't sound good especially not when my choices are barbara lee or a republican i mean i don't but but i'm not getting any option because my primary is already over so the parties just are structured to keep the parties in power. I could go on for days. Where's my Washington? All right. So in the state of Washington, now I put, um, I put a link to this spreadsheet. I put this spreadsheet with all of this information about the upcoming races on a Google on a Google spreadsheet doc, um, you can find a link to it, and I'll I'll grab a link to it and put it in the notes for this episode. But that's it's an open. I mean, I just got the information from online from several of the state secretary of state's websites, but also then Wikipedia and Ballotopedia. So, state of Washington has. Party Senate. State of Washington I welcome I welcome your input, any of you. Because now I'm just clicking through a spreadsheet. Oh Karen, bless you. Please join me. Hi Amanda. <laughs> Hi Karen. So yeah, I I think I've I've heard your your spiel just a little bit in a couple of different call-ins, and I think what you articulated the other night during Bide's call-in it was what appealed to me the most. But I'm not really sure. I wasn't really sure what your total goals are. So right now, it sounds as if your goals are like spreading awareness of how third parties can get onto ballots in various states is that like your current goal or is there, are there mm. other goals that you have right now what's the so, step one that you're working that's an on? excellent that's an excellent question so because i do tend to leap ahead so my goal is i would love to see the the elections in november be disrupted to a level where there are as few incumbents get sent back as possible. So kind of like a marketing campaign where it's like, it's yeah, like catchy slogan. Like <clears throat> if, I don't even know what, but like, 
Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to, yeah, I, I don't want to make it trite, but, I mean, that is the system we're in, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you want to reach people. I mean, Unless I mean. Unless other people have ideas. But, so your, so the, your big goal would be to try to convince people don't vote incumbents. Which I'm sold on that. I don't think I plan to vote for any incumbents, so that's good. <laughs> I'm on board. I don't think there's a single incumbent that I'm keen on for this next election. Right. But, but it's also, so like one of the things that, that I think could be useful is like a voters union. And that's an idea I that, that idea that, said that the other night. And I love that idea. Yeah. So as I was talking about it with Brie today, I thought, Oh, oh I my missed, gosh, I missed you talking to her about it. Oh. I was busy, but um. oh. I thought, Oh my gosh, the league of women voters, there's already a voters union. There is, that's true. But it's it's populated by all the old farts who yes. are all the ones that, excuse my French, if there's anyone on here who's an old fart, I am. Frankly, I've, I've passed my prime age already, but nobody got out of the way for me, so. <laughs> it's kind of an establishment group, I would think. Like, y- yes. wouldn't you think? But it, 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 at least it was in the area where, where I, I lived and where I was an elected official. It was all old biddies, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was the same people that were in the garden club. I, well, I think I mentioned the other night that while you were talking and sharing your union idea, like I Googled... I Google different things, and San Francisco has a league of pissed off voters. Which I love that. I and to me, what you described is sounds pretty similar to what they're already doing, where they have a voting cheat sheet. They have a collective method of yes. vetting um, uh, different candidates in San Francisco, and then they, as a group read research and endorse decide on their endorsements and to me that sounds like a wonderful right. model um and i like their name too <laughs> like, yeah the league of I agree. Uh, voters yeah. is a really good name and i wonder if it could be nationalized right. i it, hey i don't know i don't know um i if san francisco is just right across the bay i i don't know who's involved in it but I mean, the, the the Sierra Club does it. The NRA does it. Everybody kind of does that. And, you know, it's it's kind of nice if you do it as a nonpartisan thing because, like, there's a lot of offices. Like, I was, I was an elected official, kind of like a city council person. But, but I didn't ever know who to vote for for school board. I would call up one of my friends who was on the school board and say, so who am I supposed to vote for? Right? Because right? I wasn't tied into that so there are a lot of and and because it's nonpartisan, you don't get like a panel of who should you vote for for this you know in the mail you just get the candidate's own material right yeah so so in in the state of washington just just a little piece of trivia Lots and lots of people running for the for um, house. Uh, obviously, there's ten house seats, and um, one of the people running in in Washington's tenth district is running under the Congress. <laughs> okay. Well, it looks like Omar might have. I just I was just joining just to 
echo that I support what you're doing, but if Omar has something interesting. Thank you. And and Karen, um, um, so, so I'm getting to, I'm having a call on Saturday with a couple other people I've hooked up with on call in to talk about maybe an app that can help with some of this, doing some of the organizing and stuff and what kinds of things we might be able to, to accomplish. So, okay. So, um, stay tuned, stay tuned. You're already following me, right? I am following you. Yes. And you, Great. I think you have my info. I would, if I'm available, I would participate in that. So oh, wonderful. 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 Yeah. Then, then I will, um, I'll get Hannah, your contact info. Is that cool? Perfect. It's going to be Saturday at 9 a.m. 9 a.m. Pacific. Pacific. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, cool. Cool. Thank you, Karen. Omar. Let's see. Omar. All right, Omar, please unmute yourself. Hey, neighbor. Hey. Hi. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's going to be anything useful, but I've, for some years now, I've heard people throwing around the idea of ideally ranked choice voting, but also writing in none of the above. And I don't know how you mobilize enough people for it to just be that noticeable that people are pissed off. Um, right. But if you had it like a sizable, uh, number of people saying, I do not want any of you, um, it it would be very embarrassing. Um, and I'm spitballing here too. I don't think that everybody's, um, aware of voting records of their electeds. Right. Uh, And people don't look it up or maybe they don't know where to look it up. Um, Having uh, maybe like, this is more of a guerrilla tactic of uh, getting a projector and like projecting onto like a big building uh, the the voting record of elected officials like at night. Yeah. uh, So that you see a ton, that a bunch of people will be able to see it. Um, and, and it's, you know, you don't have to pay for a billboard and I'm sure there's right. yeah, it's cost prohibitive. So that's just uh, another idea because I think there's so many of our electeds that have really problematic, uh, voting records, like, uh, billions for the military industrial complex. Right. Where, right. and then they say that there's no money for, uh, <laughs> to house people to feed them, right. to educate them, <laughs> to, to give right. them health care. They, they, yeah. they showed us that they, that they, that's not their bag, that they want, they're not going to give us anything, even though they could. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, yeah, I don't know if, what you think about that kind of idea. I've had that idea for a while. I like, just, a, like putting up embarrassing political decisions. <laughs> right. But how do you communicate? Because sometimes, you know, it seems like a lot of, a lot of the um, there's it's not that you would have to get nuance, but you have to have enough information so people know, you know, why it would be embarrassing. Right. Yeah. Like I'm trying, I'm not trying to shoot it down because I really like it as an idea. I'm trying to picture how it gets implemented. Right. That's, that's what, where the question comes from. Not because I don't think it's a good idea. I think it's a great idea. I think I'm trying to figure out how do we implement it? Cause, cause that's, it, it's something they do here in Oakland. There's a building that gets projected on all the time. 
But what, what you know? kind of things? What kinds of things are? Do they project? Is it political or? Yeah, yeah. They had one that they had a, a no BDS. They had a um, gosh. They they had a they had a bunch recently. I, somebody takes pictures of them and posts them on Reddit on the Oakland subreddit. Okay. So, so. But, but, um, the other thing is, is, you know, the anarchists use stickers, but you could also use like small type stencils to do just a quick spray on the sidewalk or whatever somewhere. If you had a, if you had a, um, a hashtag thing or a, I, I, I don't, I don't have the lang the words right now in my brain because I was listening to all the words that Brianna was spitting earlier, and, <laughs> and so my brain's a little <laughs> fried. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Where you get like just a you know a, a twelve by twelve stencil, and you can just do a quick spray paint on the sidewalk, which is yeah. you know people would notice if it's if it's in a, an area that has a sidewalk for one thing. But you know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what, what message you could communicate though, but there's a, there's a lot of, um, the more it's, I think part of it is, is that there's a lot of people that want to be able to organize without actually having to do it in person. And I think that that bottom line at the, at the end of it all is that you have to do it in person, <laughs> right? You have to yeah. actually get together, and that's what that's what demonstrations, even the ones that you have a permit for, can be good for, is for meeting people and connecting with other revolutionary-minded people. That's how you build real community, face-to-face. Right. -face. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what happened to Barbara Lee. Like, she was the, the sole brave right. uh, congressperson to vote against the Iraq War. I wrote to her. Uh, I mean, not to her, because I'm sure she doesn't really read it. Um, right. And kind of to try to tell her to to not vote for the Iron Dome funding because it's right. a big, big waste of money. It's a fraud. Um, Theodore Postal on uh, Democracy Now! said that it's it's an iron sieve that he it probably <laughs> has at, 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 at its highest, like 5%. Um, uh, accuracy or, or, or success rate oh, in intercepting. So it's just a big uh, boondoggle. Um, but, you, you know, I just got like a form letter back um, and I just don't understand what happened to her. <laughs> you know, I think, um, I think what happened to her is what happened to everybody up there. Cause I think that there's, there's been some, there's, there is some, really irrational behavior from some human beings that aren't usually irrational. So, you know, you could look at it as being conspiracy or that just everybody's kind of shell shocked because they're human beings like us. They had to isolate too, even though they were out and about doing stuff. They, it was not a, can't imagine, I can't imagine being in a leadership role in such an emergency. Right, the amount yeah. of stress those pe those human beings. I mean, they're evil, but they're also human beings. You know, the stress that they were under, are still under, is massive. But it's making them all crazy or something, because it's like it's like it's like maybe maybe 
all of the people in Congress really believed all the Hollywood hype that America is the big hero and we're going to save everybody by going down. <laughs> because if America's consumption and all this other stuff goes away, it's a much more calm world, right? <laughs> <laughs> if we self-implode, right? Nobody has to beat us up. We just self-implode. Maybe they're just trying to hasten it, right? That's, I mean, that's the, that's the nihilist looking at it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Trump derangement syndrome also has a lot to do with this because it kind of set us up for this anti-Russian sentiment as well. Um, without, oh yeah. You know. For, for people who are younger than me, but I remember a time when we were afraid that Russia was going to bomb us. Yeah. You know, when I was in high school, we there was still the Cold War. We were, we were under no illusions that that ducking under the desk was going to save us. But we did think that we might get bombed by Russia. So they just had to they just had to fire up a new generation of of hatred. I think, and it's it's really it's really it really hurts my heart because I want to believe this is a good country. So that's why I keep trying. That's why I was an elected official. It's why I'm doing this call-in and want to have conversations with people to get stuff done to make it better. Because richest country in the world, we just have a really bad idea about how to distribute our resources. <laughs> yeah, I, I see but that. But maybe I'm Karen, wrong. Karen's in the queue. I'll, okay. I'll, um... <laughs> I'll, can I promote you to speaker? Then we can have a conversation. Um, I'm going to have to leave okay, soon. Okay, that's uh, cool. My little, my little that's one's cool. coming back, but yeah. I, or that's I'll, cool. Another time, An yeah. Another time. Another time. I'm glad yeah. you stopped by. Karen. Yeah, thank you. Omar, before you leave, I really love your idea. So before you do go, I just wanted you to know, I, I think that's a great idea, that if you guys were to target certain really prominent incumbents, um, Democratic incumbents like, hey, why not Nancy Pelosi's? I assume, Amanda, you live kind of close to her. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> like, I think she, that would send a message. And I wonder if that you could get any, I wonder if you could get any media coverage of a group of people trying to get, you know, like Omar said, uh, uh, you know, like a none of the above on, on so vote for whatever her district her is or. Well, so, so Shahid Batar, who's one of, I think one of the left's best candidates, Shahid Batar ran in the oh. primary against her and lost. Okay. And it was, um, it was ugly. Is so, there like a write-in campaign or anything to try there, to like? <laughs> there, get? there could be. I mean, it's it's in San Francisco. There could there could be. I'm pretty sure Shahid said he, when I heard him interviewed the last couple times he was interviewed, he was like, "Nah, I'm going to go back to my DJing." <laughs> oh, okay. So, so he's but, not in, interested in a write-in. But campaign. I I I don't know who the Republican is going to be in that race. Okay. But, you know, interestingly, Nevada, the state of Nevada, instead of having a spot for write-in, you can mark none of these. You can't write anybody in, but you can actually vote for none of these in the state of Nevada. Yeah. Not but every state, because, you know, it's not uniform. They should have passed the Voting Rights Act. 
you know, my state's very restrictive on who, what you can add to a ballot. But the other idea Omar expressed, like uh, the light making, yeah, I love that. Maybe yeah. that could be targeted at Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, could at least just get coverage of it, even if yep. it doesn't do a whole lot. But yep. just kind of bringing awareness of the evil things she's done. Um, yes, I like then, all of those kinds of tactics where it brings attention. I think it's a lovely idea. And then yeah. how hard would it be to do, you know, YouTube videos? So if you have her worst voting record items in bullet points, okay, you project it near her office. Right, <laughs> right. On a regular night or whatever, and you do it regularly for, I don't know, right. a period of time. Um, but then also do YouTube videos with the same thing, just the bullet points, some scary music in the background. I don't know. And then just share it. See, and, the, and then all hard. of that then requires somebody who has those skills, which yes. I'm sure that person is out there. So then well, it's and just I'd be happy connected. To, yes. And that's one thing I, I want to volunteer and use my good time. Yeah. When I'm not like saving, slaving away for a corporation, an evil corporation, my children are grown and I want to do something useful. So I'm telling you, Amanda, I'm here. I can help you if if you have things you want to do like that. I can't fly to San Francisco necessarily and project things on Nancy Pelosi's office, but (laughs) I would love to put the PowerPoint together if somebody wants to do the projecting. (laughs) I think this sounds fun. I think this yeah. could be enjoyable. And if you had I, I think like it other can too. if you had other people you want to target, but I feel like Pelosi would be a really good start. And I think right. there's some other good ones we could pick. And maybe we could enlist other call in regulars who live near those people. So maybe do I think it's something. also I think also we could be projecting the crimes of the Democratic Party, like what the frickin' thing they're doing in North Carolina. What the heck? That's the worst. The Democratic is Party so is working story. for the Democratic Party and not for the people who are Democrats. Yeah. What are your thoughts about, so I have seen on Twitter different, um, you know, like libertarian people, like yeah. standing up for Matthew. Like yeah. I think it was Justin Amash who was like, I don't agree with him, but this is horrible. And I don't know what your thoughts. Some people don't like the idea of having these unholy alliances <laughs> other groups but to me like if you want to win i think you have to occasionally like jump in bed with someone yeah i think (laughs) i think when you shoot yourself in the foot when you call it an unholy alliance and you make it impossible for to actually come to a place where you then can invite the person and they trust you yeah i mean i i would love i often when i hear libertarians especially pure libertarians who are like true to um, their morals and really don't believe in government inter- intervention, I, I, I sympathize with them and I think they have a lot of their feelings are valid. And um, but they're missing the 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 seg- segment of community. Yes, that's cri- that's critical. But if there are there are a lot of commonalities, I I, I agree. When I was trying to figure out, hey, the Democrats don't seem to be that great what else we got going on out here yeah you know i was like libertarian up to up to gun rights and then i was like oh wait okay maybe not <laughs> but i still feel like personally i feel like not using them um as allies in certain fights i i feel like it's a bad idea to not use them as allies when you can. i agree 
Okay. Because there's some people who are yes, purists. We have to be in co- we have to be in po- coalition and and my ideas on gun rights have changed since those days. That was over 20 years ago. Yeah. And and my ideas have changed since that time. But but the but but yes, I think we have to be in coalition with other with especially that's why having like some kind of maybe maybe part of what's the problem with the League of Women Voters it, it, is it is such an archaic organization. Maybe a new version of it needs to happen that that makes its own platform and says part of that is we want to be inclusive of people and parties. You know, I, I, I come from a Unitarian Universalist community and so that that's a very inclusive big tent community, but everybody has their factions and their coalitions. And I think that when the Democratic Party um, absorbs a smaller left party, like the DSA or like working families, when they like say, oh, you're okay. You're like cute little brother party. You're okay. That does a disservice to everybody because it's not building up alternative parties to to challenge the Democrats or Republicans because as they've shown, they don't work for anybody but themselves and the corporations. And I'm tired of having the corporations have all the power. Yeah. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're on board. I wonder, I wonder, so we're going to have a call on, on Saturday morning and, um, hopefully we'll, we'll hammer out a few things and then figure out how to move forward. Cause I think part of, one of the things that would be awesome is, is if, we could make a um, fantasy league for for Congress. Oh, that's yeah. Because yeah, then be people fun. will follow yeah. stats and shit. But I don't know. Maybe not. That I think that's a fun idea. Because um, yeah. then you can be paying it. You know, then you get. You know, you'll get an update maybe on how your House member voted. Yeah, that would make sense. That would. Yeah, that would take a lot of. That would probably take a lot of work to, but yeah, but I bet you be there's, updated. but I bet you there's APIs you could hook into the into the federal government data. I would hope so, but I have no idea. That's a good. Question. But that's why we're having the call, and I there's like a couple of people that a couple of ladies that are going to be ladies, <laughs> a couple of human beings that are going to be joining us on the call have have skills in those areas. So I think there's something doable. And if you can get people to pay a little bit of attention, people invest a lot of money in those fantasy leagues. <laughs> I think a lot of people would like it. I don't know if you have other people. Does Joshua want to try, try to talk? or No, Joshua, do you want to contribute to the conversation? Or are you just a lurker who I love lurkers too? Not everybody can be in the parade. Some people have to stand on the curb and clap as it goes by. I'm going to take that as a no. But this has been a this has been a small but mighty show. And and, and I did just post it on the schedule today. I'll be back on on Monday to and report back on on how the call went and um 
we're going to cover a little bit more of the upcoming primaries that still have some chance of making a dent in um, getting those establishment corporate Democrats out. It does look like you've got Lance now. Ah, that's maybe Lance would want to pop in and have something to say. Well, I try, I've been trying to keep these to an hour. Lance, would you like to contribute? Thank you, Karen, for, for contributing, and I uh, will talk, be talking with you. Lance, what's on your mind? Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to contribute, but I'm broke. <laughs> Little humor. You're broke. You got no thoughts, baby. Oh my God, I had a very stressful day, but probably less stressful than like half of the country. So you know, everybody. It, it, it seems to be uh, kind of a, a pandemic of stress these days. So. Well, I, I don't think it. it's a comp- I, I don't think it's a stress competition. I think everybody's got yeah, their own problems. No, 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 no. Life is life is beautiful. I just had a great conversation. I got the phone person laughing. Got my phone half working again. No, and I said you gotta gotta laugh to keep from crying. You know, so that's why I just threw in a little bit of humor when you said, "Would you like to contribute?" I was like, nah, "I'm broke." So yeah, um, we're talking about two parties. You know, I probably could go on for about five or ten minutes about what we all agree about. Both parties suck, et cetera, et cetera. But I'll get on my like my lately uh, kind of uh, hobby horse, whatever you want to call it. I'm a born again anti-ismist. Like you quit smoking, you f- realize how gross it was. Everybody's got to quit smoking. Find Jesus. Everybody's got to find Jesus. Get out of a Jesus cult. You want everybody to be deprogrammed. Well, I'm an anti-ismist. I'm born again. I want everyone to reject all parties and channel our inner Madison. Run independence. And, uh, you know, now that's not going to happen, but I'm saying, but yeah, that's really what I, where I think we need to go. Two quick things, right? But it could, if we, we all know, but it could, if I might, if I might, I was just gonna, I was just gonna respond to that because, because I think, I think that, you know, but go ahead. No, no, no. Yes. Uh, yeah. No. So, so what, what, what I think is a problem is that there's obviously the Venn diagram of like some guys running, let's okay. So, so you, you want to get, let, let the corporations fail. Libertarians, they're wacky on some things, but they actually would say, yeah, let the big corporations fail. If their banks are too big to fail, they break them up. There's conservatives who actually honestly believe that Rand Paul actually did. I know the guy's like, it's like a, a stop clock. It's right twice a day. And he fundraises off it, you know, so no, I'm not a, a, a Rand Paul fan, but he did a filibuster. It wasn't about a particular bill just to, so he could go up and make a statement. It wasn't related to any legislation. About an eight hour thing on the floor about mass incarceration. I mean, you know, I mean, so go figure, right? So in other words, what I'm saying is that it's not just that the Venn diagram of populist stuff on the right that overlaps with the populist stuff on the left. The problem is not so much that progressives need to bring conservatives over to the progressive side. Sometimes we need to think about going over to their side. In other words, all the good ideas are not just either progressive or overlapping with what we already know as populist. Sometimes the conservative might have that maybe the conservative idea is even better than the progressive idea. I think I'm not. I'm not part of the problem is that we have. 
but, but occasionally the right wing idea or the conservative idea might be superior. Go ahead. I, I think the problem is, is that we as Americans divide ourselves into sides and because the utter ubiquitousness of politics since the age of Trump, nobody knows how to not think politically anymore when they start talking about any issues about the well-being of their fellow man and woman and non-gendered, non-binary humans. Okay, so I think there's, there's, we, when we fall back into that us and them thing, it doesn't, it doesn't serve us. Whereas if we, if we go into it, like, here's the, here's, here's what we think the problem is. What do we think the solution might be? Because, because we do have common ground on a lot of things. But all of that is, is not worth anything if we can't even get ballot access and if we can't even scare incumbents because they are so entrenched in their seat that we can't unseat them for fear of putting in somebody who doesn't agree with us, allegedly. I mean, how right. many Republicans are, are, are actually pro-choice? Because I know several Democrats who are definitely pro-life. It's, how is it possible there's no Republicans that are pro-choice? I think we just oh, don't hear about them very often. Yeah. Um, but here's, here, here's, 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 my, here's my thinking, right? So this is I, I, to, to, get, to, to get to where I'm talking about. The whole approach of sitting across the table and talking about policy, even if it's ones you agree on, it, 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 that's not necessarily going to work. Christian Smalls, okay, what he did. In two years, he's the most significant labor leader in the last hundred years, maybe ever. It was just him and a guy. And he turned over that whole, you know, uh, Amazon warehouse. You know what he did? For He didn't talk about anything. He didn't talk about union. He didn't talk about anything. He camped out the nearest place that he was allowed to because there are, you know, they do. They have to elect you be near or on the premises even when you're not working as long as you work there, et cetera, et cetera. They rousted him every time they could. But they had a legal area that they could be, which is right outside the warehouse. They set up a, 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 a grill. They had a cases of beer in the cooler, and they had herb, and they got stoned. Whoever wanted to get, they had a beer if you wanted a beer. You wanted a vegan burger, or you wanted a burger or a weenie, and that's what they did for two weeks without uttering a word about unions or politics. And after a couple of weeks, it was Staten Island. So there's people from all over the city, but of course there's a lot of Trumpers. That's who Christian Small converted. Trumpers. Okay, this wasn't the Brooklyn warehouse or, uh, you know, San Francisco warehouse. This was Staten Island. This was a lot of Trumpers that he had to get. That's what's so amazing. And he did it by not even talking about politics. He just, he gave him burgers. And all of a sudden, after a few days or a couple of weeks, this guy's just out there doing his thing and feeding people. It's like, yeah, what is it? What's up, what's up with this union thing? Anti-union people. And he converted them by not converting them. Okay, here, can I just Well, tell that's, you what what food, that's what food <laughs> not bombs does. Right, right. Could, could I? And then if I could just be specific, two more minutes, Amanda. Here's my mutual aid. I, I was hoping I was going to have a team. We're all going to be mutual each other, and everybody would share ten people. We all get ten percent. If we monetize, whatever, whatever. Not monetize a mutual aid society, but I'm on my own, so you know it's not going to go anywhere. But until I can find comrades that will actually want to work together on something. But anyway, my my idea. I've had it in the drawer. It was a brilliant thirty-page thing. I showed it to some people, executive, you know, nonprofit. They loved it, but I could never get funny with it. Farms, future agronomists, rural, metro, suburban. So, hey, 
in a nutshell, I'm not reinventing the wheel. I'm just taking two things that were unconnected and connected. You ever go to the state fair, like in New York, and it's the kids from 4-H, the rural guys, the rural kids from the 4-H clubs that sleep with the cows, they sleep with the pigs, and they sleep with the sheep, you know, and they go and try to win the medal uh, for the best sheep or whatever, you know, the prize, uh, prize livestock. And they sleep in the barn with the animals, right? That's 4-H. These guys are all up in the agriculture. I live in the country now, the town of 2000. I live in the rural area, but it's upstate New York. I'm only 10, 20 miles from a city. But anyways, uh, yeah, so future agronomist, rural metro suburban. You get these 4-H kids. Now, urban gardening, right? That's happening everywhere. Again, I'm not reinventing the wheel. And some of it, they really do take the produce that they grow in these urban gardens. And inner city kids can put up a little stand on a couple places, and they sell the produce. What if we had rural kids? Right. Rural kid before they have any politics much, unless they're already MAGA and homeschooled at the age of five. But, you know, get these 4-H kids to interact with inner city kids about agriculture. They can show them agriculture. And then the inner city kids come out like Fresh Air Fund 2.0 and they come out and they see cows and they see where the stuff gets grown on a bigger scale than urban gardening. And so they're out there learning about farming and the farm kids up from the country are in the city, you know, selling the stuff. All of a sudden. You got connected inner city people and rural like Trumpers. And I'm telling you, 50 out of 50 signs in in November of 2020 were Trump signs. That doesn't mean they're all MAGA tinfoil hat. It just meant they're all Republicans and, you know, whatever, whatever. But you see how by bringing people together about agriculture and growing food, all of a sudden the politics will come later. So now you got these rural folks and these urban folks talking about growing stuff and selling stuff in the inner city and now all the politics will just come naturally when they realize that, gee, we're all kind of the same, aren't we? You see my point? That is a lovely story. Where are you going to implement it? Because that's, that's the next step is, is getting that stuff implemented. And you know what? The I fantasy mean, is never as good as the reality, right? Yeah, I can't do it. I can't do it by myself. Why not? Because I take care of my uncle. I can't even leave for more than so, 20 minutes. So... Yes. So you I have could, to work at so home. You could... Here it is, Amanda. Here it is. You know, Smith had Wesson. Okay. Steve Wozniak had uh, 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 Steve Jobs. You know, Edison right. had invented the light bulb, but he didn't do it for humanity. He did it to make money. He had investors. He had people. Wow, that's a great idea. Let's do it. He didn't just do it himself. Edison did not go door to door selling light bulbs after he invented it. He had people that helped him with the marketing part. You know what I mean? So Bill Gates had Paul Allen. You know what I mean? So right. uh, Warren Buffett has Charlie Munger. They don't do right. it like alone by themselves. Okay. The rugged individual American ain't doing it. Lance ain't doing it by himself. You know, I got all the ideas and I got all the time in the world and I would monetize equally with everyone. And then if we, somebody's doing 40 hours and 60 hours, then we can sort out who gets what later. So I'm totally egalitarian. I'm total worker co-op. I'm not trying to get anybody to do anything for me, but I can't get to, I can't get to second base. So I'm either not as charming as I thought. Maybe I know my ideas are pretty good, but so you know, I don't have person two because it don't happen all alone by myself. I'm just I'm not Superman, <laughs> you know. So. Yeah, none of us are. We all have to work together, and it, that's why. Yeah, but I've the folks who said that they wanted to work together. I won't mention any names, but then it was like crickets. It's like if people say, fuck you, Lance, I don't like you. Your ideas are great, but you're an asshole or your, your ideas suck, but you're a nice guy. Go away. I never want to talk. Okay. Then I know the door's closed. I don't try to put my foot in that door again. But, you know, when people are like, yeah, man, it sounds great. But I got to prove myself. If I come to somebody with an idea, 
It ain't about coming to someone with my idea, however great it is, and say, come on, man, just get on board immediately. No, flesh me out. Talk to me. What about my character? What about how, what about the idea? Do I have, I, I think things through from A to Z. So I know how to get the right brother plane going. I don't just think of a great idea and don't figure out a way to market it, how you go from square one to square two, but I can't do it alone. And other people have wonderful ideas too. So whatever. So now I flounder around. I get on my hamster wheel and go 100 miles an hour with wonderful ideas like I just expressed. And you know what? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is one of the most humble human beings on the planet. He opined very strongly like I do about a lot of stuff. And when you ask who the GOAT, who the greatest basketball player of all time is, guess what? He'll say me. Kareem will. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pretend that I'm not brilliant. Okay. I am. And I know I got great ideas and I know I'm a hard worker and I know I can be an asshole. So if that count, you know, <laughs> negates all the rest of it. Oh, well, but yeah, anyway, none of us are going to do it alone. And I'm not the only one with good ideas. I'm going to learn from everybody. I don't know how to do mutual aid. No idea. It's in, I could put all my knowledge of mutual aid societies in a symbol. You know, and that's what it's about. The tech person. I got the general idea. And this guy's got tech. And this guy knows policy. And this guy, Andrew's brilliant. Brilliant. We're like a tag team without even planning anything because I'll make statements on my own general knowledge. He'll Google it in two seconds because he knows tech. Boom. Here's the stat. Boom. And I do that too. And I don't know tech where if I want to say so something, I think I'll go where Google. you lose me. So I think where you lose me is when you start talking about monetizing it. No, 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 not mutual aid society. Absolutely not. No, no, no. Every nickel goes to this cause. I'm talking about multi, multi-platform subscription, you know, entertainment, like a network, like a, a communications network. Totally, totally, totally separate. No, 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 no. And I'm telling you this. Okay. So Lance, sure so Lance, this is where I, I, this is where I say, this is where nickel, I say, this is where I say, Lance, this is where I say, Slow down a minute, because that's where that's where mis- misunderstandings come from. Because you raced over a point that I missed, and now I have clear, right? So if you, Very I know you're one. excited Absolutely. about your ideas, and I'm not saying you have bad ideas. I am saying slow down, because not all of us can catch up to your speed. Some of us require turtle speed. Some of us require multiple repetitions before we understand a concept that some of us is all of us, frankly. If it's a new concept, it takes a minute for, to wrap your brain around it and hearing it multiple times is one way to learn it. Right. You, so. you brought up a great point, you know, to slowly and very succinctly. Yeah. No, no. You brought up an absolutely crucial point, and that makes me say, Amanda's got it. When I said monetize, yeah, red flags all over the place. Because, no, the uh, yeah, no, the mutual aid society has to be 100% to the cause. No, no, not a penny goes to us. The monetize part is to be able to, like, okay, like Savvy Sabs, and they have the Revolutionary Black Network, and she yes. has subscriptions. You know, she makes her, her pay, you know, her, her salaries off subscription. Now, I trust them. I mean, I would want to verify. But when they do their mutual aid network, if whatever channel they have to donate to that, I totally believe that Savvy Underton, that will all go to a separate fund and it will all go to the cause 100%. I presume it would if it's me. You know what I mean? So, yes, that's a very important point, Amanda, that no, the, the, the mutual aid thing, like the human, right? Hands United Mutual Aid Network, 
every nickel, once that ever gets legalized and 501c3 and whatever, every nickel will be completely transparently, you know, go to the cause. No. Yeah. And the monetizing part would be if we could do a network, there's, there's 168 hours in a week. We're not going to fill them all right away. But if we all had like separate shows and we'd ha- I, I would go ahead and find a lawyer and be, even pay him a, the first tranche of money out of my little pittance of a few thousand dollars to my name to find out what was legal in terms of if you don't monetize it, public domain, copyright okay. law, all that stuff gets complicated. So anyway, okay, yeah, no. So- so- Separately, just to finish the thought, you know, separately from the mutual aid society, we would all be doing shows. We would do you know, legitimate monetizing where please send your subscriptions. This is how we make a living, honestly, openly with the subscriptions. But, but then, yeah, the mutual aid society would be totally separate. Okay. Thank you for that clarification. I'm going to let Karen uh, come up and then I'm going to wrap up the show for today. Karen. You just say. Second. Yeah. Sorry, so, uh, Lance. Sorry, Lance. Go, go ahead, Karen. Yeah. Um, you know what Lance is talking about? I started to, it took me a bit, but I did start to understand, I think, what he was talking about. Um, at first, I thought he was just talking about, you know, general mutual aid. In my community, there are a lot of little mutual aid groups. There's a, there are a bunch of community fridges now that, um, you know, just have refrigerators that are like in open spaces and we all just like drop. Oh no, Karen, you went mute. Karen, I lost your sound, Karen. Oh no. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for coming today. I am going to have another call in on Monday. If you are interested in joining in, if you're interested in contributing ideas, one of the next projects I have is America, a beginner's guide, which is a recent excellent episode of Best of the Left. So please join me on Monday. You can check the calendar for show notes that have a link to the podcast and other resources. And uh, as I said, I will, I will go back and, dis- and change the description for this podcast once I publish it to include the link to the Google Sheets with the information about the upcoming primaries and November election for 2022 at the various state, um, at the various states. So thank you everyone for joining me and you all have a wonderful weekend. (laughs) Oh, there you are. Oh, I dropped. I thought you quit the show. It was, I guess (laughs) it was my connection. It's all right. I just wanted to let Lance, I think, know that I think I understood what he was going for and then, yeah, yeah thank that's you. All. That's all. Thank you. Right. <laughs> I'm glad you came <laughs> right back in. Right, I know. Right I just there. sorry about that. Okay. No, yeah, no, no. That's one. that's fine. It was a good. It's a good little laugh. Have a great weekend. <laughs> have a, have good a good night, everybody. Bye.